0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: And we're back. One more for the win here, and... I'm Jeff Nowak, He's Steve Gellers. He's inside Black and Gold. And as we mentioned in the last segment, a lot of Saints players expressed their joy to multitude. Is that a word? I think I made it up. Ecstatic? <laughs> ecstaticism. Another word I think I just made up. They're excited. Like I, I don't think that they're just they're just playing along here. I think that you know when you feel like you have a legitimate talent at quarterback and you're not guessing you can kind of look at it and be like yeah okay that's now now what do we do um and so like tyron matthew tweeted Alante taylor tweeted cam jordan tweeted um there was at least two or three more and yeah i mean i think i think it's teams don't just like fans don't like being in this kind of quarterback purgatory where you're always kind of trying to figure out who it is i don't think te- i don't think players like to be in that either oh, i'm interested to see what Blake
2: Gillikin is gonna do is coming out, you know is Derek Carr coming after that number four now?
1: Is that what that was?
2: Yes, yes. Oh, because uh, uh, Ian Rappaport, this looked pretty good. Tweeted out that graphic of Derek Carr in the Saints jersey,
1: and yeah. then
0: I think what of the that kid, kid.
1: The, the Popeyes kid, who yeah, yeah. I I found out recently is like a deep player now. He's all yes. grown up, and uh, yeah, but. The memes, See, I saw the, the that
2: gift grow up with us.
1: Yeah, so there the, the occasionally I I'm a am ai am a Twitter just dud at times and I just don't <laughs> pick up on on like the 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 uh, the joke being had. But like I completely that went over my head cuz I was like maybe he just missed this like maybe he did, didn't have the right reaction, and he thought this meant something it didn't. No, he no, sees that okay. number
2: four, and it's like, hmm, well, I don't yeah. know about that.
1: <laughs> I didn't, I didn't make the connection with the jersey number, but yes, so he tweeted the Popeyes kid saying, like, hmm, I guess, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Controversy. Maybe he will have to have to swap jerseys. Uh, maybe he can switch to fourteen. That's available.
2: Well, well, Derek Carr's got some pretty good uh, dollar signs to back it up if he needs to take him out to eat or give him a gift for that
1: number 4. Yeah, if I was a punter and I get paid punter money and I see a quarterback coming in on a 37.5 million dollar contract who probably wants my jersey number, I'm like, "Yeah, Derek, what are you willing to pay?" <laughs> You're going to give me some of that sweet sweet 60 million dollar signing bonus there. Um and it's not a signing bonus, it's do it signing either way. Uh yeah. So, a lot of players reacted and and it was all positive. And But the one that definitely stood out above the rest is Michael Thomas saying, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) And one thing that I have learned in the course of paying attention to the Saints and social media is you should never overreact. To the things that Mike Thomas is posting on Twitter, because in a lot of instances they're just rap lyrics. <laughs> and if you take the if you take them all literally, you can get very confused very fast as to where he is mentally at that point in the offseason. That said, I think the timing of this and the content of this, it's hard to take anything but literally out of this, in that he is very excited that Derek Carr is the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, that to me, contrary
2: to what I've been told, is that he's, he wants to be dealt and doesn't want to be in New Orleans anymore. It seems he's very open to doing whatever it takes maybe to remain in black and gold. And man, oh man, I mean, that I, I've talked about it. Having him, Chris Olave, a guy like Rashid Shaheed, Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, that Saints offense sounds pretty tasty.
1: Yeah, and, and this is what Deuce McAllister had to say this morning uh, with Tommy Tucker um, in terms of like how, how Derek Carr fits He her. makes you a better football team.
2: He makes you a better football team today. The question is, does that equate into wins? And you, you really don't know that at this point. There's still some other pieces that they have to put uh, to this puzzle. I mean, this definitely helps the puzzle, but this puzzle is definitely not complete as far as looking into this upcoming season. There's still some pieces that they yeah. need to add.
1: Yeah, and and the question kind of leads into is Michael Thomas one of those pieces and so you kind of look at what happened with his contract and why was it re, re, reworked the way it was and I think what you had there was both the Saints and Mike Thomas were ready to get out of that contract I don't know if Mike necessarily wanted to be traded I would I would guess that he didn't want to get traded on that contract he wanted to just be let out of it and that's what's going to happen is he's going to get cut but he's going to be a free agent just like everyone else, right? Like he's not going to just be them cutting him is not a sign that the British have been burned. It's just, you're a free agent now. And I think what you're going to see with Mike, he's going to test his market, but what market is there going to be for a very good, but injury prone wide receiver who has not, who's played in what? seven games in the last three years? I mean, there just can't be much of a market. Like At best, you are going to be signing a low-guaranteed, incentive-laden deal. And if you're going to do that, why not just do it in New Orleans, right? The question for him would always have been, who's the quarterback? Well, now you know who the quarterback is. So if you are interested in returning to the Saints, you can make that decision now based on okay, I know who's throwing me the football, right? Like I know that there is a quarterback who's going to be in there that I, can, that I can work with. And I think that does, that is a big part of the equation for him. I don't think he was willing to come back if Andy Dalton was the quarterback. But with Derek, based on his reaction, seems like he probably is. Yeah, this wasn't even just like a hoot at a thumbs up, arm
2: flexing. This was thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I mean, to me, it does say a lot, even though, like you were saying, you you try not to look into Michael Thomas's uh, musings on social media too much because it usually is some kind of rap lyric that he's tweeting out. But this one clearly seems to be on the day aimed at what the Saints did in the news. And yeah, I mean... I'm all about it. I think that, you know, the, the two parties can still work things out. It's not like there's any bad blood or the bridges are burned here or anything. I think obviously it's a lot more uh, intact that what happened with Jameis Winston, you know, you, we talked about, is there a scenario where Winston before the car signing happened, where we could see Jameis maybe coming back to this team to, despite how things went last year. Well, Things didn't really go bad last year, except for the injury between Michael Thomas and the team. There was really no miscommunication or I would say trouble. It was just the fact that, you know, once again, we saw the freaking top target on the team suffer an injury that ended a season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good point. It's like you go back to the 2020 season and the 2021 season. And I think Mike was feuding with the doctors and he was, not on the same page as Sean Payton. The communication wasn't what it needed to be.
2: Yeah. And you, you say Sean Payton right there. And I thought there was more friction maybe with him and Sean. That's why there was that thought of immediately if, when he does, or if he does get released, he's just going to follow Sean Payton to Denver. And I'm not sure that
1: relationship was so great. No, I mean, Sean was the guy that he was the, 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 the like, like, I think if there's any friction, it's with the doctors And then maybe Sean, but I mean, I never got that sense as it, as it related to DA, I never got that sense as it related to Pete. So, you know, it's, it's really tough. You know, it's really tough to infer anything with Mike because he's such a guarded individual. He talks really quietly. So it's hard to hear him. And, you know, it's like, maybe that tweet was about like, I don't know, the McRib coming back. I don't know. (laughs) Like it could have been about anything. The timing is what makes you feel like it had to be about Derek Carr. But at the same time, it's like, again, he tweets stuff all the time that is like, if you just think he's tweeting about football, you're going to come away with a very different impression. But I don't know. Like, I think if it's beneficial for both Mike and the Saints, which it very well could be, then, then sure. But it, but that said, you know, he lives out in Malibu. He has a house out in Malibu. He could go sign with the Chargers on a, on a very low-level incentive-laden deal. He could go sign with the Bills, right? Like, it's it's going to be a question of whether he thinks he has the best chance to win And he has the best chance to be fed on that team. And I think that more than anything else is why the saints make sense because he knows that if he does come back, he will be fed the football because that's just what they do and he doesn't have to wonder about like, Oh, I go out to, I go out to San Diego. I'm sorry. I go out to LA and Oh, well, yeah, they, 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 like Mike Williams, Mike Williams better. I go up to, I go up to Buffalo and it's like, I have to compete with Stefan Diggs and he has this great relationship with Josh Allen and he never throws me the ball. Right? Like that's the unknown of it all to me is what makes the, the return of Mike on a, on a much lower level incentive laden deal actually pretty likely. And because you got to bring in a like like Deuce McAllister's talking about missing pieces. One of those missing pieces is a possession receiver. Last year you thought you had two, and you ended up with none because you brought in Jarvis Landry, and you had Mike Thomas. They both got hurt in the same game, and you basically didn't have them from that point on. And so yeah, I mean you got to bring in someone like that. Why not make it him? Another interesting you
2: you mentioned Landry right there is maybe he's someone also that thinks about running it back for another year
1: here. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know if you just want to redo the the 2022 wide receiver room, but there is a point where you, where you can only bring in so many bodies above the minimum. And I don't know if they can afford Jarvis on a one year, $6 million deal this year, knowing right, that yeah. you have a lot of rookies you're going to pay, right? You also have to pay the free agent class. Or I'm sorry, the rookie, the rookie draft class. And you have a lot of picks seven, which I anticipate you'll make a majority of them, right? That's tough. And I don't know if you got enough last year, because because last year you went in thinking, oh, okay, Jarvis is going to be the wide receiver two, or maybe three if Chris Olave shows up right away. Now, right. you know what Chris Olave is, you know what Rashid Shaheed is, so you don't necessarily have to bring in that extra body at wide receiver. But you do probably want to bring in someone who can fill in if Mike goes down again. So that's that's the question. But I think you're going to want to do that on a minimum deal if you do it. Yeah,
2: like I said, it was just interesting. Just, uh, just because I felt like Landry was obviously uh, a solid veteran voice. I love Jarvis. Yeah, Yeah. uh, and and just a, a, a hometown guy that obviously had the passion for not just football, but for New Orleans, which which matters. Yes. 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 And I would think he would want his time, you know, back, his time home, his time with the Saints, to maybe be a little more productive.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that Jarvis was very disappointed in how that season went, Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, Jarvis is a very competitive guy. You know, if you've seen the hard knocks clip of him saying, like, unless your bone's falling off your body, you know, you should be out there practicing. Well, he spent half the season dealing with an ankle injury, and as far as I could tell, his ankle was still on his body. And he right, just couldn't he, get
2: out there. But he came back and messed it up more in London when he should have been sitting.
1: Yeah, I think it's a very Jarvis thing to do is like play yes. play through play, play hurt and it, and it, and it, and it worked against him but yeah but then they'll blame the Saints training staff on that too or the medical you know the, the you know I never got them. that from him Mike is a little more out uh, outspoken about the about the training staff <laughs> That's very uh, true right but they did get an A minus so he couldn't have tanked the grade that badly <laughs> Um the other the other name that is worth talking about now and I think it makes a lot of sense is do you bring Andy Dalton back as the backup quarterback and I think you I think If you can get him back on a deal like he did last year, and you get one million, one one year, three million dollars that range. I I think that's a solid because he does make sense backing up David Carr, Derek, Derek Carr. He we're gonna have to have a tip jar, like a fine jar. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) He wouldn't make sense backing up everybody, like like, for example, you went and got Lamar. He would not make sense backing up a Lamar Jackson. He does make sense backing up a Derek Carr. So and he knows the offense, right? The team likes him. He, you know, he, I, I think that under the circumstances, like I didn't want to see him brought back as a starter, but I would love to see him brought back as the backup because I think in terms of being a backup, it's about as high quality of a backup as you can find. I
2: agree. If you want somebody reliable coming off the bench, you know, someone that's like you just said now too, especially knows the offense. I thought it was amazing last year at training camp. I know the Bobby Bear loved to say that. You know, Derek was outperforming Jameis Andy. in those early training camp practices and all. To me, I was definitely impressed on how se- like comfortable immediately you could tell that Dalton was uh, with the playbook, just working with the offense. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to bring that back again. And he made it very clear last year he he was happy in that reserve role, and I, I don't see why that wouldn't be a case again. Considering I, I'm pretty sure both sides would find that really amicable.
0: Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Yeah, Andy's a pro, right? He's been around the block. As Bobby would say, he's got skins on the wall. Skins what have you done for wall. me lately? He says that all the time. What so, have you so done did, for me lately? So, so does Buffalo Bill. I mean, the, the skins yeah. on the wall. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, I think. Andy, in terms of what he provides as a backup is a very good thing, right? He's a guy you want in that quarterback room. He's a guy you want in the game planning meetings, right? You know, he's basically an assistant coach at this point. He's been around the the league that long. The only only thing I could say
2: maybe you you wouldn't do that is that he seems to work his way into the starting lineup because whoever he's backing up gets hurt. That's true. He might
1: be the new Ryan Fitzpatrick.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly
1: right. Yeah, but... My only question with him is, does he make more this year? Right. Can you get him back on a one year, $3 million contract? Or do you have to, do you have to pay seven, 8 million? Right. Like if you go through the average quarterback salary yeah. list, you know, you can only get down to about 14 before the rookies start hitting. And number 14 is Jameis. The next one after Jameis and not a rookie is Mitch Trubisky at 7 million. Right. Like, so like, the high value backup quarterbacks actually do make a good number, right? The guys who you would say, quote unquote, are a bridge, right? Like the Steelers signed Mitch Trubisky to start until Kenny Pickett was ready. And so if that's the range Andy ended up going in, I don't think you bring him back because I don't think you can afford an $8 million contract on a guy that you don't want to put in the game. That's a
2: whole issue too. Like uh, a great, great point because Andy knows too, like, you got
1: me at a steal last season. So if you want me to come back, you need to pony up a little more. Yeah. Well, to me, I don't even think that's it. I think it's whether he has a market or not. Right. Like if you're competing with other teams, then, then you have to pay more. If he, if you're the only one calling, then you can get them for whatever you want. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think Andy's going to be like, I started 14 game for you last year. How dare you offer me that? I'm like, That's the only deal. Like if it's a gig, it's a gig. I just—I looked in your mailbox. There's nothing there, Andy. Like, this is the only deal you're getting. you know. And uh, if that's the case, then it's like, yeah, okay, I'll come and play. Um, I think he just wants to be a uh, quarterback in the NFL. Like Joe Flacco's in the same boat. Like They're very similar players in that respect of like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll back somebody up. Let's do it. He did it last no, year. That's exactly what he was doing last year. <laughs> having a car-Dalton combo is definitely not a bad
2: thing going into the season. Yeah. Maybe not as exciting as some might have anticipated. I don't know. I, I can't wait already for, you know, one of Derek Carr's questions is going to be like,
1: how he's going to be sharing the football with Taysom Hill. Well, actually, you know, this is something we can talk about and then we can wrap up here and uh, Deuce brought this up and it's a good point is he's actually dealt with that before. And it was in 2020 and 2021 with Marcus Mariota and John Gruden was using Marcus Mariota in a similar way not as frequently, right? Not okay. to the, the right. extreme that the Saints do with Taysom Hill, but he was using Marcus Mariota in that kind of running quarterback role. And there were instances where Derek would come off the field and they would run Marcus Mariota out there. Like He appeared in eight games. Oh, that is interesting because I totally forgot about that too. Yeah, I forgot about it too, but it's, but it's, it's fair and it, it has happened. Um, in 2020, he appeared in eight games in 2020, eight games in 2021. One of those in 2020 was a start and that's when he threw a majority of his 17 passes because Derek Carr was out hurt. But, you know, you look at the rushing attempts Yeah, and in 2020, he ran the ball nine times for 88 yards. In 2021, he ran the ball 13 times for 87 yards. And like, obviously those numbers aren't anywhere near what you would have with Taysom Hill. But I think it is a good thing to know that he has some experience in the NFL coming off the field in lieu of a quarterback who you're going to try to run the ball with.
2: Yeah. So it's it's not something completely foreign to him then.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know how much he likes that. I don't know how, how amenable he will be to do it as much as Andy did it last year. Right. Like you had some, I think it was the Rams game where they basically just alternated snaps and it worked, but like, I can see how that would be annoying for a starting quarterback who's trying to get in a rhythm. So that, that will be something that's interesting to watch. But I did think it was a really good point by Deuce in that not all quarterbacks. Like he's one of the few quarterbacks that you probably could look at and be like, yeah, he's done this before. Like Tom Brady's never done that. Right. Aaron Rodgers has never done that. Justin Herbert's never done that. Joe Burrow's never done that. Trevor Lawrence has never done that. Pat Mahomes has never done that. Right. Like there's all like Kirk Cousins has never done that. Anyway. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any,
2: I'm trying to think of teams that had that kind of gadget player and it's, it's really not jumping to me at all. The Falcons. Right,
1: (laughs) they tried to do it with Felipe Franks, and it does not work. Um, (laughs) The Panthers tried to do it with Tommy Stevens a couple years back. Right, remember when they signed him? Good old
2: Tommy Uh, Stevens, yes, indeed.
1: Yeah, I mean, like there, there are teams that don't need to do it because they have a Lamar Jackson. He serves both roles. But yeah, anyway, I I just, I don't know. I think it's it's interesting because I asked the same question, and I never even considered that. Oh wait. He has had to do that with Marcus Mariota before. And Marcus Mariota, if you had to pick a quarterback who is probably the closest to Taysom Hill in terms of athleticism, and no one's going to give him a starting job anymore. (laughs) Marcus (laughs) Mariota. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and obviously it'll be something to
2: watch because I know folks are still anticipating, even with, you know, maybe Taysom Hill's salary, the Saints look to move on from that. And somebody that could be interested is Sean Payton
1: in Denver. Would he want to make a move to acquire him? I think it's unlikely now that they have restructured his deal. I think if you were going to trade him, you would have tried to do it prior to restructuring his deal because now you're eating that dead money either way. Um, oh yeah, that's fair for sure. Yeah, for sure. I didn't even think about that right. Yeah, so they restructured him and DeMario over the weekend. And I've been spot on with all my restructure predictions so far. So I said there were five coming, Tyron Matthew, DeMario Davis, Taysom Hill, you got three of the, you got those three and then the next two are going to be Marshawn and Cam and you're going to have to – now, because of Derek Carr, you're going to have to do one more. And I think it's going to be in the, either the form of your designated Jameis as a post-June 1 cut, which I think you – but you can't do that yet, right? And you have to hold on to that. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's Andrews Pete, And the question is whether you're restructuring him or you're cutting him. Um, I think you're probably going to restructure him because I don't – the only way you cut him – and this, you'd be in a situation kind of like you were with Larry Warford – In the 2020 season, where he was due a big salary, he was going to be a big hit against the salary cap, you could save a good chunk of that by cutting him, and you did intend to draft an interior lineman high, and that year it was Cesar Ruiz, and this year you are drafting 29. You can probably get a starting caliber interior lineman at 29, and maybe that is your plan. Maybe you're hoping to end up with an Osiris Torrance, and you move on from Andres Pete the same way, you drafted Caesar Rees, and you moved on from Larry Warford. Either way, that's my next guess of who you're going to look at to kind of solve that conundrum. Um, but either way, yeah, that's it's an interesting question.
2: Yeah, that is tough with Andrews, obviously, because of the problems. You know, we know with him having an ailment every other week. It seems like, unfortunately, throughout his career, it's been a an ongoing issue. One of those guys that's always got something. But man, when when he's uh, another Bobby Abair saying, when he's hell, he's well, especially in the run blocking game, where you could just call him a mauler or, or, or you know, just a, one of those guys that's a run grader that you do appreciate when he is around. But yeah, unfortunately, I mean, we, we could say that with a lot of offensive linemen that have gone through. I, 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 number one, we saw Teron Armstead even just last year in Miami. It was like he he could just. Just a dude that cannot stay healthy for them, no matter how great,
1: quote unquote great you consider him at the position. I agree. And so there's one other bit of news we can hit on before we leave. Geno Smith has signed a three-year $105 million contract to stay with the Seahawks. Okay. So if you were wondering whether the Saints were in the were in the right ballpark with their $37.5 million deal per year for Derek Carr. Geno Smith is going to make thirty-five million a year. Good for Geno, so, man. That's a great reclamation Geno. story. I yeah. agree, and I'm glad the Seahawks are keeping him around because I hate that. I hate when when quarterbacks kind of like show you they're the guy, and then you're just yeah. like, yeah, but you're not a good enough guy, <laughs> you know? So anyway, yeah, yeah, Geno it's uh,
2: definitely uh, interesting to see what he can do now with Seattle. Uh, with uh, they'll be building with him there, but I was that was one of those games I couldn't believe. You know, seeing Geno Smith in the Superdome, and there were so many throws that I just, my,
1: my mouth was open, going, "Who is this guy?" I agree. <laughs> All right, is there anything else you want to hit on before we clear out here?
2: No, just uh, you know, we'll be getting official word from Derek Carr as a member of the Saints this weekend. The Saints uh, having a press conference then, and I'm sure we'll be hearing about what food he can't wait
1: to try, or other local cuisine that he needs to experience yes poorly poorly timed um in the sense that i cannot be there but steve will be there (laughs) so he can he can relay (laughs) just there's a there's a parade i have to march in on saturday and uh, i have to darn well i paid for it no, I know. I'm just saying, oh darn, no, you have to. Yeah. I mean, if I if it was free, I would not go. <laughs> it's not it's quite costly, actually. And uh so unfortunately that's that's where I will be. But uh I, I'll have plenty of time to talk to Derek, I think. And I'm bummed that I can't be there. It's just they had to do it on a Saturday for some reason. I guess it's Derek's availability, but either way. It's when the new era of Saints football begins. Yeah, it's gonna be a bummer when, like, 20 years from now, and they're gonna be like, "I was at Derek Carr's press conference, and now he's a Hall of Famer." And then I was like, "No, nope, I couldn't go." Oh, I was, I was giving out roses.
2: Or yeah. Is that what it is? Roses or what kind of flower?
1: I think, I think it is. Yeah, it's okay. roses. Got to go get the the cane thing. Derek will understand totally. I am curious as to whether he realizes that his press conference is going on simultaneously with like a major event in the city, but. You know live and learn there'll be plenty of Derek press conferences yeah that's what i said <laughs> all right that's gonna wrap it up for us here thanks everyone who listened thanks everyone who hit the subscribe button who gave us a rating gave us a review and uh, thank you for everyone who will do that after you realize wow i'm not in that number i need to do that right now i'm gonna go give however many stars i think is worthy and i'm gonna write in a couple words and say blah 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 blah, blah, blah. oh and it's worth mentioning we've set download we had a record month in february which happens to be the shortest month of the year so i think that's that's cool and we've only been publishing two episodes as opposed to three like we do during the regular season so i think that's really impressive and i that's all about y'all listening and uh i appreciate that and then we also had a record week last week in terms of weekly downloads, and we broke it by about twenty-five percent of the previous record high. So, again, thanks for everyone who listens. It's really cool that uh, y'all are doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And already, you know what, Jeff? This off season is being
0: a
2: lot more fun than our regular season we just went through already. Yeah. Hope <laughs>
1: be nice. We had a couple of quiet weeks. <laughs> Never. Uh, <our laughs> but yeah. All right, y'all.
0: Thanks.